Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church. Hello, my name is Rob McFarlane and I'm the pastor of River Church. This is the second sermon in a three-part series and we will be looking at the lives of three Bible characters, Moses, Joseph and Mary, and how they found favour with God. We'll learn life lessons from their example and discover how we can find favor in our lives. We should live with an appreciation for and anticipation of God's favor in our lives. In Psalm 5 verse 12, we read, Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. Wherever we go, we should expect God's blessing and favor on our lives. Now, remember, favor is not asking God for favors. Like saying, if you do me a favor, God, I'll pay you back. Many people are not seeking favor with God, but favors from God. Secondly, favor is not showing favoritism. God shows favor, but does not show favoritism. In Acts chapter 10, verse 34 and 35, Peter opened his mouth and said, Truly, I understand that God shows no partiality or favoritism. But in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. It's important for us to understand that God's favor is available to anyone who wants to live in a way that pleases him. Today, we will see that favor with God will result in favor with man. Listen to three verses. Luke chapter 2 verse 52 tells us, And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. In Acts 2 verse 47, we read of the early church. They were praising God and having favor with all the people. And in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 3 and 4, we read, Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. So you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Today, we're going to look at Joseph. Not Joseph, the husband of Mary, but Joseph in the Old Testament with the colored coat, the one who had dreams. And we'll see how Joseph found favor with God. Let's insert ourselves in the middle of his story in Genesis 39. And we're going to read Genesis 39 verse 2 to verse 5. I'm reading from the English Standard Version of the Bible. It says, The Lord was with Joseph, and he became a successful man, and he was in the house of his Egyptian master. His master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord caused all that he did to succeed in his hands. So Joseph found favor in his sight, and attended him, and he made him overseer of his house and put him in charge of all that he had. From the time that he made him 
overseer in his house and over all that he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. The blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in house and field. Now we see that he was living in the favor of God and with favor by his Egyptian master. And then in the middle of that chapter, we see he was tempted with Potiphar's wife. He didn't do anything wrong. He was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And he was falsely accused and then thrown into prison. Let's pick up the story again in Genesis chapter 39, verse 20 to verse 23. Again, reading from the English Standard Version of the Bible. And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. And he was there in prison. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him steadfast love and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison put Joseph in charge of all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever was done there, he was the one who did it. The keeper of the prison paid no attention to anything that was in Joseph's charge because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it succeed. We see in the verses that we've read in Genesis 39, the Lord was with Joseph and granted him favor with man. If God's with us and we're walking in his favor, we will also find favor with people. We see from Joseph's life that we can experience four things if we're walking in favor with God and having favor with people. The first may surprise you. Number one, we will still face challenges and opposition. Think about Joseph. He had a dream that offended his brothers. He was betrayed by his brothers and sold into slavery. He was then falsely accused and put into prison. When he was in prison, he interpreted the dreams of others, but he was forgotten by them. But in the midst of all of this, God was with him and caused him to prosper. We may face many obstacles in our lives, but we can trust God to bring us through to the other side. In the New Testament, we read Paul says to the church that a great and effective door for ministry has opened for me, but there are many who oppose me. And we should also expect blessing to come with challenges and opposition. I like the way that in Mark chapter 10, that Jesus says that whatever we give to the kingdom and whatever we give to the gospel and whatever we give to him, he will give us back a hundredfold those things, houses, lands, mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters. And then he says, and with them, persecutions. God's favor doesn't mean we will 
not face challenges and obstacles in life. But we know that whatever we face, God will deliver us out of them all. Listen to two verses from Psalm 34, verse 17 and verse 19. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. Verse 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. So we've seen, number one, that if we are living in God's favor, we will still face challenges and obstacles in life. We may have favor from some, but we also will face challenges from others, sometimes from people and sometimes from circumstances. And because you are facing challenges or problems or difficulties does not mean you're not living in God's favor. Remember, friend, Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Number two, we can live expecting divine appointments in our lives. Think about Joseph. He was sold as a slave to Potiphar, who put him in prison, where he met the cupbearer and baker, who then eventually introduced him to Pharaoh, which enabled him to save the nation of Egypt as its prime minister and his family or the nation of Israel. God has good things planned in advance for us to do. He has prepared divine appointments in our lives. We can live with an anticipation that God has things planned every day for us to do. A favorite verse of mine is Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, which says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Church family, let's wake up every day with an expectation of God's favor and an anticipation of divine appointments where we can show others his goodness and his love, where he can use us to bring hope and healing, faith and freedom, life and love in a world that so desperately needs to experience the life that God intends for them to live. Let's live with an anticipation of divine appointments and recognize that God has a plan for our lives. Sometimes we may think the things that we're facing are stumbling blocks, but in actual fact, they're stepping stones into God's purpose for our lives. Number three, we must seek to please God and not people. Let's trust him to give us favor with man. Joseph lived to please God and as a result was able to overcome temptation, was able to give an honest answer to the dreams of the prisoners and to the dream of Pharaoh. And because he lived to please God and not try and do things or say things that pleased everybody in his life, he ended up having favor with God and God gave him favor with man. It's important for us to be those who live to please God. 
Seek to please God and he will give you favor with man. But if we seek to please people, we won't please God and it's impossible to please everyone. I've learned as a pastor that sometimes the music is too loud or it's too soft. Sometimes the room is too warm or it's too cold. And you have no control over everybody's preferences. But if you seek to please God and live for an audience of one, he will cause you to treat other people with dignity and love and respect, but he will also give you favor with other people. Listen to what Paul said in Galatians chapter 1, verse 10. For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I t- trying to please man? If I was still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. It's important for us to live our lives as servants of Jesus, serving him first and foremost, and then he will give us favor with others. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 7 teaches us, when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies be at peace with him. Let's live in a way that pleases God and let's trust him to sort out the rest. Let's not live in a way that's offensive to people on purpose, but rather live in a way that is pleasing to God. And then, as I said, you'll find yourself treating others with dignity and respect. Number four, God works everything for our good and his purposes. Let's have a look at Genesis chapter 50 and verse 20. And we see at the end of Joseph's life, he was able to look back and have 2020 vision. He was able to see clearly that in actual fact, God was using everything for his good and for God's purposes. Genesis 50 verse 20 says, As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. Joseph was able to look back on his life and see that God had a greater purpose and had his best interests at heart. This reminds me of Romans chapter 8, verse 28, where the Bible tells us, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Whatever you're going through, God can turn it around for your good and for his glory. God can turn your trials into triumphs, your tests into testimonies. You are not a victim. You are a victor. God wants you to come out the other side as a winner, not as a loser, as the head and not the tail. The key is to stay faithful and walk in love, just like Joseph did. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 3 to 6, we read, Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Love and faithfulness. So you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. 
Then it continues in verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Friends, we can walk in God's favor. We can expect that God will do great things in our lives. So let's just recap quickly. First of all, let's remember that God wants us to walk in his favor with an anticipation and expectation of his favor. But this doesn't mean we won't face challenges and opposition in our lives, but we can trust him to deliver us out of them all. Secondly, we saw that we can live with divine appointments, that God has divine appointments for us as he's setting things up. Remember, it's not a stumbling block. It's a stepping stone to your future. Third, we saw that we should seek to please God and not people. If we live to please God, we can trust him to give us favor with people. And we saw in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 7, that when our ways please the Lord, he makes even our enemies to be at peace with us. And finally, we saw that God works everything for our good and for his purposes. We know that God works for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. Today, as we pray, let's ask the Holy Spirit what he wants us to do as a result of what we've heard in today's sermon. Let's pray. Father God, thank you that you want us to live with an appreciation for and anticipation with your favor in our lives. Thank you that when we live to please you, you give us favor with others. Help us to live in love and faithfulness and win favor with you and with man. I pray that you would help us to see that every day you have divine appointments for us. This week, we pray that you would lead us into those divine appointments. Thank you that even though we may face opposition or obstacles, that your favor is still upon us. Thank you that you have a wonderful plan and purpose for our lives. Help us to live to please you first and foremost, and then representing you to be a blessing to others. Holy Spirit, speak to us and show us what you want us to do as a result of what we've heard in today's sermon. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us at River Church Online today. If you're in our area, then we invite you to join us for our in-person meetings at River Church. Please visit our website for more details. As we close, I would like to speak the blessing over you from Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 to 26. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Thank you. God bless you. The best is yet to come. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Please consider supporting this ministry 
by making a donation on the giving page at leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.